You're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra. Buckle, Buckle up, because we're about to get gabbing. Hello, guys and gals. Uh, we are back with an- another episode of Girls Gone Gab. Um, it's 2022. We're in the new year, and we really thought we were going to come out guns blazing. But we had some technical difficulties. Um, as of recently. And so, you know what? We're just going to be unapologetic about it. It is what it is. We're two girlies just like trying to run a podcast on our own and also have lives. And like, it ain't easy out in these streets. So we're going to try some new things. It might be a little inconsistent here as we get the new year rolling, but like, we're trying our best. Slow roll, like we said, slow roll into 2022. We're gonna soft launch. We're we're soft launching. We are walking into 2022 with our tail between our legs backwards. Um, does it make sense why we're being inconsistent at like what what are we at? Like episode 76 or something? Yeah. I think we would figure it out by now. And we do, but we're just here's what's happening. We're messing with the recipe right now. And it's going to be better. We're going to come out with an improved menu in 2022. But, you know, when you mess with the recipe, it takes a while to get it right, to get it tight. So we were playing around last week. We were trying to add some special features to your weekly Girls Gone Gab content. And in the process, I completely lost our audio um, (laughs) footage. (laughs) So, well, we didn't lose it. It's just locked. It's locked on a website that we can't get it. It's there, but we can't access it. Unless we want to pay $90. And I'm sorry, but no, it wasn't that great of an episode. There's got to be a better way. Um, I did contemplate just like bootlegging it and recording it from my computer um onto my iphone but like it you guys deserve better than that so yeah just consider it a vacation from us and our hot mess that we've been so far in 2022 we deeply apologize and hopefully it'll be worth the wait um (laughs) coming soon hopefully like in the next couple weeks we'll have all these like new little kinks worked out and it'll be better we're renovating at the moment. Yeah, we're under construction. And so with that, we're also, um, there's not a Bachelor episode this week. And I know we mentioned we were going to kind of experiment with doing a little less Bachelor content just because we heard from you guys on the IG stories that you guys really like our personal <laughs> lives because they're really exciting. I mean, they in the life over here. Um, but like personal <laughs> be like stories. You- my boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be me? Um, and just some of our personal commentary. So we're going to try to mix that in more. The bachelor content is not going away. Um, but what a perfect week to, uh, test the waters since bachelor is off. So we're doing a little bit of a state of the union today, a state of the girls gone gab union with our lives dating, pop culture, the things we've been watching, and potentially like our new replacement to The Bachelor. I mean, we would never, but stay tuned. (laughs) Just stay tuned. So with that, um, I need you to tell the Gabbers, because I already know what you did, 
um, about your weekend. About my weekend. Oh, um, I went to a um, Taylor Swift dance party. The ones that we've talked about that are sweeping the nation. Um, which is a really inconvenient time because we know that the COVID ski is just rampant no matter where you live. Like it just is. So yeah. you got to be careful out there. Um, you did have to be vaccinated to attend. And so there were also a lot of people wearing masks. You probably couldn't tell from the video I took because it was very chaotic, but um, it was a good time. A good time was had by all. Um, I took my mom, I think I already said that, but Angelique is just always a good time. So, you know, you just can't go wrong with taking her. Yeah. I feel like number one, yours was so much better than mine, which I've only been to the one so far, but mine was in like a dirty hole in the wall bar. Mm -hmm. And like the ceilings were like seven feet tall and the room was like 20 by 20. So like that was the vibe, and, and that was a unique ambiance on its own. Um, <laughs> but the ones that you see on TikTok that are big are closer to like the one you went to. So there was like a full video screen with videos of Taylor, and there's like a balcony and mm. lots of people. Like it was just more of a production, which is yeah. I will say, I will say, I was impressed. Like it was very organized. Um, like the COVID checking, um, the, like, as soon as you get in, like they had a, a big wall that said like Taylor Swift all over it, that people were taking pictures in front of. And like, yeah. they had a little cocktail, um, special, you know, thing yeah. like champagne problems, a bad blood, uh, enchanted, you know, drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a stage, the DJ, there were two DJs, that were kind of like co-DJing. It was a guy and a girl and the girl like really knew her stuff. Like I'm just saying she like really. Yeah. I was going to say, did the girl know Taylor Swift and the guy was just like, here, let me play a random Taylor Swift song. They Well, they did a good job. Okay. And there was a lot of good like balance. Um, and the girl, you could tell she was wearing like a short little like blonde bob wig. So yeah. like she was into it. Okay. The girl DJ was very into it. And, like, the people were into it, like, the crowd. I saw some really good outfits, I got to say. Yeah. Um, so, like, the vibes were there. The vibes were there for sure. It was so yeah. fun. My mom and I wanted to go up onto the balcony, one, because there's, like, seats up there, and yeah. also because, like, we wanted to people watch. Yeah. And so um, – and it wasn't, like, as hot and crowded as it was yeah. because yeah. we came in in, like, full winter coats, so we're, like – if you are down on the dance floor, you're having to hold your coats, like, yeah, or tie and it around your waist. So we're like, let's go upstairs and like sit up there and like still have a good time. And there was also right. like a bar in their own bathrooms upstairs too that like people weren't using yeah. much. So it was just a good time. And I feel like there were definitely some songs that like I wish were played like after the fact, but it was like hours long. It started at nine and we didn't get out of there until like almost one o'clock. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, you could go all night with, with, with all the songs, but I don't know, like there's hours and hours worth of content, but they had to skim it down and they did a good job. Yeah. That was kind of the discipline. Mine was great because it, it, it can't be bad. Um, but the place that I went to, it was definitely like, this is a way to make money let's 
do it. I mean, you know, there was a DJ and he didn't do horrible. I already mentioned this in a previous episode, but you know, he didn't know Taylor. And so he was playing random songs that were not fan favorites, like multiple times over missing certain songs. They did have a little menu, a drink menu, but there was no aesthetic to it. It it just could have been more. And there's like four more coming up in Austin. So there's no shortage of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I haven't bought a ticket to any of them yet. But while you were doing that, which I didn't, um, I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know or remember that it was last night. But while you were doing that, I was asleep in my little bed and I was (laughs) hanging out with Taylor in my dream. (laughs) Okay. So I had a dream that... Well, like, you know how your dreams are just chaotic and well, I know you don't remember a lot of your dreams, but when you do a lot of times, it's like, you just remember a short clip of something and it might be merged in with like maybe a different dream, but maybe the story was somehow interlocked. I don't know. Um, first I dreamed, which I'll get to this in a minute that I was at the gym and I went to the bathroom and a stall and I was like nervous because it was my first time at this gym. And then the, like the bathroom stall door, like didn't lock and it just like swung open. And I was just like sitting there on the toilet and everyone was looking at me and I was like, this is awkward. And I shut the door. But then right after that, I was like, it looked like to my best recollection and what I feel in my body that I dreamed was that I was at an outdoor like award show, but it wasn't big, nothing fancy, hmm. small award show. And there were almost like pews to sit in. Um, and all of a sudden, I don't know why I'm there. I don't know what the award show is for. <laughs> like Taylor's not receiving an award at this award show. I'll make that clear, but she's there and I'm there and I see her sitting and she's talking to someone and I'm like, I have to go talk to her. I can't, I can't not approach so I was just like, hey, I'm so, so sorry. Like, I just have to say I'm obsessed with you. I don't even know. I don't even know what I said. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, you were so sweet. And I guess she was just, like, talking to someone. Like, she was just saying hello. And she was like, here, just come over here and sit with me. And it was the most comforting presence I've ever been in. Um, <laughs> in my little dream, just hanging out with Taylor. And so we like go sit in this pew and she's like me and her. And I mean, there's other people all around, but we were sitting next to each other, obviously. And I was telling her about all these ideas that I had for her. I'm like, listen, (laughs) I'm telling her about all of my like Taylor memories and the shop and like just all these different things. And she's like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I had this idea for the tour and she, she's like, okay. And I, I give my spiel. I've given it on here about, you know, the Taylor Fest three days, yada, yada. And she was, and I was like, yeah, it would be great because then like you would have like a whole week of rest in between the shows. Cause you would like do it on the weekend. And she was like, she was like, it's a really good idea, but I would just get so bored. Like I would just go crazy for those five days. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it makes sense. It just, I just wanted to throw it out there. (laughs) But I don't really remember. Oh, oh. So that was all we really talked about in terms of me and her. And just the fact that it was a very calming presence. Felt like I knew her. We were BFFs. 
And then all of a sudden, I don't know his name. And I literally tried to look him up on TikTok today. And um, my description of him is going to sound like someone else who you're probably going to think of. He was really big around the start of the pandemic. And he probably still is, but he doesn't come up on my For You page anymore. Um, <laughs> but he's got like curly, dark hair. And he has kind of like a weird voice. And... I don't know if he's gay or not. There's, there's a gay guy on TikTok that has like really curly, like tight curly hair and he's really sassy and does a lot of things. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about this other kid. And he's just like, well, I was gonna, I can't, I can't do an impersonation of him, but this does not help describe who he is. And I searched and searched this morning and I can't find his name. Um, but he randomly interjects. Me and Taylor are sitting on this pew. He like comes up to my side. And now suddenly there is a small table next to Taylor. And on that table. Is it the there, guy who would tell stories in his bathtub? No, I love him. Um, okay, so it's not him. Okay. It's not him. He has like kind of a nerdy voice. I don't know how else to describe it. And he was just really big like during – the height of the pandemic, like 2020. And he was like, that was kind of weird guys. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how, but I think he puts on the voice more. Like I'm not trying to make him sound like a bigger weirdo than he naturally is. I mean, you know, we I all mean, are. everyone on TikTok is a little bit of a weirdo. It's okay. Exactly. I think he's hilarious. But anyways, so he comes up and there's this little table next to Taylor and there's a small white, like clear plastic cup, like party cup that is on this table next to her. And there are three small birds that are compacted into this cup. They're just hanging out in there. And he was like, Hey guys, I'm so, so sorry. Um, I've got to help get these birds out. And we were just like, Oh my gosh, we didn't even notice they were there. And he's like, yeah, I got to get them out. And I don't know what happened after that. And I was just so alarmed that there were birds that close to me, but, and that we hadn't noticed them and why he came in and how he needed to save him out of this plastic cup at this award show that we were at. <laughs> that is bizarre. And yeah. So, but my, my dreams have been really weird lately. Like the other night I dreamed, the only thing I remember out of my dream is that my family was having a family gathering and that my cousin who's like an 18 year old boy um went to the restroom went to the bathroom and then i went in after him and it smelled so bad in there that i started gagging i was like gagging and i was like full-on about to vomit and then my mom had like followed in after me for whatever reason and then she was like also starting to gag and we were just like looking at each other gagging about how horrible the smell was like we couldn't get out for whatever reason we couldn't just walk out of the bathroom <laughs> so i don't know and i don't have i'm not trying to call my cousin out i've never walked in on like an atomic smell from him so i don't know why i dreamed that he had this atomic smell in my family restroom at this family party that made me want to literally vomit but that was the dream <laughs> And the next night I'm dreaming about birds in a cup with Taylor Swift. That is very odd. <laughs> yeah, I don't no I, words. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. I I don't have I don't ever have dream um stories. So I'm very sorry that I can't contribute 
in that department, but I'm really glad that you can always pull through because you got to open your mind's eye <laughs> to the possibilities that are out there. Okay. Um, but it was just funny that I dreamed that and then I woke up and then I saw your story and I was like, Oh, you went to the Taylor Swift thing last night. I hung out with her. <laughs> Try to be fast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't do anything too crazy, um, this weekend aside from my dreams. And then I went to a workout class this morning, which I mentioned in the dream a little bit. I was like a little nervy about it. So it was a new studio that I've never been to and they teach like boot camp style workouts and I knew it was going to be hard. And there were a lot of things in me that were like, I want to not do this because it's going to be hard, but like, I have to make myself do it just to get myself back out there. Cause honestly, it's rare that I go to someone else's class as a trainer slash instructor, because I really like my own person. Like I know myself well, I know how to do a workout and put together a workout that it's hard for me to release some of that control. And then also ever since I had my back surgery, like it just creates certain limitations and I know my way around those limitations, but it's harder when you're in like a group setting and it's just like, here's the workout. And I know that I'm so weak since I'm not so weak. Like I'm strong. I work out regularly, all that stuff, but I'm so much weaker than I used to be. And it's like an ego thing. And I'm like, I can't be showing up looking like a fool. I got my ass beat this morning. I got my ass fully beat. Um, <laughs> I'm like, uh, your Virgo is fully showing right now. You're like, I can't be the weakest link. I have to, I'm just gonna have to get strong on my own and then go to class. Like, <laughs> well, exactly. But, but <laughs> I think you could probably relate. I think the, the biggest part of it for me is, I mean, this is really niche and no one's going to like sympathize with this, but when you're a trainer, you feel like if I'm not good, like, I like I have I should be like and I should be the strongest person in the world just because I have this knowledge and when really like being a trainer and being an instructor is so much more of like your mental knowledge and I still have great form and all of that so like my physical body limitations don't really have anything to do with me being a trainer but it feels that way and like I I kind of relate it back to like also being a dancer, like, even though I'm so far out of the dance world now, I think if I were to go to a dance class, I probably would not be that immediately great at it. Cause it's just been a hot minute, mm -hmm. but you're like, I should, because I'm a dancer. So then you almost like, don't want to tell people that you have any experience. You're like, yeah, I'm like brand new. I just picked this up pretty quick, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's so frustrating when, especially if you have performed better or like you've had seasons of your life where you're like I was really really good at this thing and like I still am good at it maybe not as good but like all the knowledge is still there like I'm still decent but like you're not where you used to be and yeah it's a little bit like it just kind of hurts your pride a little bit and it's just when people know like because a lot of times if I do go to a class, I'll tell the instructor like, Hey, I had back surgery a couple of years ago. So like, if I'm modifying something just know, like, that's why, like, I'm also a trainer. So like, know that I know, like if I'm doing something, cause sometimes certain instructors will be like, Oh, she doesn't know what to do. And so she's like doing some random thing. And it's like, no, I know exactly what to do. 
but like, that's going to like lead to injury for me. And so I just need to do this other thing that's good for me. And so that's why I like, just try to like mention that beforehand. And so I did get there early today and the guy was just like talking to me because I was the only one there. I was the first one there. And so that came up and so I'm like, okay, great. Now I think, well, he knows, he doesn't think I didn't lie (laughs) that I'm a trainer. And oh my gosh, it's just the fact that like, I really haven't pushed my body like this in a hot, hot minute. I was about to throw up five minutes in. My body was ready to vomit. Mm. And I was like, you will not. In my mind, I'm like, you will not vomit in this class. And so I was like, I now have to pace myself for the next 50 minutes, 45 minutes to get through the rest of this. We did, it was boot camp style. It was super intense. We're doing like frog jumps and then we're doing jumping jacks and then we're doing, you know, it was just everything really fast paced. And everyone in there is like, hot and athletic and clearly goes to this class six days a week because it was, it was one of those where there was a bunch of circuits and stuff, stuff up on the board. And it was like, you just need to go through this, this, like this many reps of each exercise. And like, you take it at your own pace. And I'm like, I need a full minute (laughs) in between each exercise because they're so intense. And I'm also like, I'm going to vomit. That was really the main thing because within the first five minutes, I was ready to vomit on the floor. And then like my stomach and everything was just like off for the rest of the class. So I felt like if I moved too quickly, I might, (laughs) something might come out. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to like slow my roll a little bit. It wasn't even really just the like, it wasn't like I couldn't do it, but I, I felt unstable. (laughs) the, The inside of me felt unstable and other people are just flying. Like they're taking two seconds rest and we did one of these circuits for 30 minutes straight. He was like, the next circuit will be 30 minutes. And these people are not resting. They've got heavy, heavy dumbbells. They're doing burpees after this, after med ball slams, after V ups, after whatever. And I'm like, just on the floor flailing. I just, there was crunches in the circuit. I just took three of the exercises out. I was like, I'm not doing those. (laughs) I did them the first round. And then I was like, these are going to make me vomit. So I'm just going to lay on the floor and do crunches. So I did like, cause that was part of the workout. I did that section like 20 times. So my abs have to be phenomenal, but it was the only position I felt sturdy in because like, you know, when you feel sick to your stomach, like you don't want to be doing like squat jumps, but like being on the floor, like being grounded literally to the earth. <laughs> I was like, this feels safe. I'm going to hang out down here. Kind of so safe. I don't know. You have to remember, like no one's paying attention to you as much as you're paying attention to you because they probably also all feel like they're about to vomit. And like, if they had the time to really watch me, they wouldn't have been working out themselves, but it was, it was probably noticeable. Um, (laughs) I didn't look the worst, but I didn't look like if you had to pick the personal trainer out of this, (laughs) which one is, it's the girl who looks like she's about to vomit on the floor over there. (laughs) I'm like panting and just like, (laughs) 
I'm like looking back up at the screen, like I don't know what to do next. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot what, what we're doing. <laughs> and then there's like three hot couples in there. I'm like, I didn't need this today. Stop it. Stop it. Right now. Why did you? These girls, I'm like, don't bring your hot boyfriend here. And then, and then what? For me to not be able to look at him? Because <laughs> you can just feel their eyeballs burning into every other girl in the room. They're like, don't look at my boyfriend, even though he's like a 6'5 model over here glistening. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure he's not looking at me over here salivating on the rubber floor. So... <laughs> I would never be. Well, I'm never. like, I mean, I wish I could steal your man's in the state that I'm in right now, but I don't. <laughs> think I, I mean, never say never, I guess, but I just do not foresee my future being a couple that works out together I, <laughs> in, a, in a public place like that. I'm like, yeah. maybe together, like at home, or maybe together, like we go <laughs> to like, a park. Or, yeah, like, maybe we go on a walk or something. But, like, <laughs> going to a workout class together, I just don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I mean, obviously, it fits my my personality, my brand a little bit more. But I didn't need it today when I was in a vulnerable state and no one else in the room was in a vulnerable state. Um Honestly, I will say of everyone in the room, I could, I would, again, I didn't even have time to pay attention to everyone because I was trying not to die. But one of, I would say the best looking couple there, the boyfriend was killing it the whole time, but the girlfriend, she was probably, she was, she was doing a lot better than me, but she, she was far behind everyone else. She was closer down the leaderboard, closer to me. So it felt, it, it made me feel a little bit better slightly better that like okay there's an opportunity for me and there was you know a middle-aged like balding man across from me and I think he thought I was doing great and so I'll take that (laughs) I'll take that today (laughs) and I did have the one spot in the room that I could not see myself in the mirror and I could I wasn't like actually really face to face with anyone I was actually like staring at a wall and then the old man was kind of to the left of the wall. And like, I think that was really the best spot for me today because had I seen myself <laughs> while I was doing that, or had I had to look at another person eye to eye as this was all happening, I think that would have been brutal. So I'm still proud of myself. I made it all the way through, but I will say, I think my lung capacity is going to be down like 25% for the next like week. I left shaking like my breathing still feels shallow. <laughs> I I disrupted the equilibrium that was going on in my body this morning. Uh yeah. Um I'll go back. I don't know about next week. I think this gave us a good report card of what I need to work on. But <laughs> um but I am proud of myself it was good and I didn't have any pain from my back which was nice and I actually did just get back into teaching um some classes um on zoom uh this past I'm teaching Wednesdays at work right now and it's like over 100 people on this zoom class so it's a lot but it was all good feedback this past week and my body felt really good after that workout and like teaching and so 
she's getting back in the yeah. saddle. So watch out because she's about to steal your mans and not be throwing up in class soon. Good for you. I mean, hey, I didn't actually vomit, but it reminded me of the time that me and you went to the gym and I don't, I don't remember, I don't think you actually vomited. Maybe you did. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It, because not a it lot. Like, not a lot. It was just like one and right. done. But it was after I made you do sled pushes. And I think that was kind of what happened with me in the warm up portion of the class. Like, I think sometimes when you just take your body from like here to all of a sudden this really high intensity out of like nowhere and it hasn't been there in a hot minute. And also <laughs> like being in that hunched over position too at like high intensity movement, I was like, I can't control it. It's like, it's just. That's how I felt like standing up. I was like, I cannot be doing jumping lunges right now. I need to be grounded to the earth. I will exercise down here on the floor. Tell me whatever you want me to do laying on my back and I will do it. But I cannot be hopping up and around right now. It, it just, something will come up. I'm like, yeah, I, I've been there. So I know that feeling. Yeah. Been there. Um, so anyways, uh, let's move on from that and do a little bit of a state of the union of, of the dating app world, because we haven't really talked dating or like dating apps or all the dating things in a hot minute on Girls Gone Gab. Um, and I feel like the biggest thing right now that's taking taking the dating app world by storm is voice prompts. Yes, which I haven't brought myself to participate in yet. I, I will say I've like, I've tried it. Like I've recorded a few, but every yeah, single like time, that. every single time, I just, I delete them before I put, like publish them. I'm like, I can't put this out into the world. I just, it's embarrassing. I'm like, it doesn't matter who you are or how talented you are or how funny you are. Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I just, I can't think of a good one that's original. That's, that I, I don't know. I, the only ones I've thought of are, which I've seen it done. It's not unique. Of just like, hey, thanks for stopping to look around and like hear some music while you're browsing. Not those words exactly. <laughs> but, and then people will just like play music. I think that's fun because I feel like you can kind of show your personality with the song. Like they hear your voice a little bit so they know you don't have like a psycho voice. And then it just kind of highlights your personality. So I've thought about that. And then I've also thought of doing, um, uh like the the prompt like date I forget exactly what it says but it's like dating me is like or something like that and I've thought about doing it be like listening to Taylor Swift every day and then I just <laughs> play Taylor Swift because I mean if we date we're gonna be listening to a lot of Taylor Swift like it's nothing false in that statement and I'm like is that too much up front? But then I'm like, well, if that's too much, then this is never going to work in the first place. So we might as well <laughs> just mm -hmm. hit them with the Taylor Swift. But then, then I get wrapped up in song selection because I'm like, I don't want to do the most basic song out there. But then if I choose a not basic song, then it's too deep. And then they're like, this girl's really taking this seriously. She's over here like playing exile on her. <laughs> 
dating profile or like you know you got to pick a good song I haven't thought of many that are just my voice like what do I say yeah I know I I tried taking like some of my written prompts and just maybe turning that those into something like where I'm just saying it because then I'm not having to think of a new idea I can just say it yeah so like one of my written prompts is like best travel story and I put like getting a tattoo in Estonia by like a stranger yeah and um sometimes people are creepy and they're like let me see and I'm like no (laughs) Like, no, but sometimes people are like, I would love to hear this story. And I'm like, well, maybe I should just tell the story in a like 30 second little thing. But again, is that boring? I don't know. I, I do think it's kind of boring. And then also I've seen a lot of, or I'm a sucker for the ones who are like proof I have musical talent. And then like in their, you know, recording, it's like them playing an instrument I'm like wow love that that's genius but my instrument is my voice and it feels a little bit like I think I'm I've thought about it. like karaoke I'm like I don't that's embarrassing exactly I've thought about it like I need to um because I'm like what if I just sang for the prompt <laughs> if I could if I could sing I you know what? I'm like, I would want to show off my voice but then I'm like but that's kind of cringy because then you're like that person that's like I can sing hey yeah 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 like you know what I mean no one cares yeah and then I'm like okay but then are people going to also like look too deeply into the song choice like what if I pick some love song and people are like she's really serious are you exactly are you trying to be the next Celine Dion because I'm like no I just I just really like the song like it just all the it's ways that you spin hard. it, all the ways you spin it, I'm like, it's embarrassing and it's coming off too much. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to be that girl. I want to be cool. I, I want to be cool. That- well, that's why I think, well, maybe, maybe I can do it <laughs> because I can't <laughs> sing. So then it's funny. But I think the thought of having to listen to my own voice back singing badly on a dating app and I'm publicly publishing. <laughs> back to the world i'm like so dating me will be like this you call me up again just to break me like I'm... <laughs> then i'm gonna end up on tiktok on someone's like <laughs> i'm gonna see you on my for you page and i'm like wait a minute because i'm like it could be hilarious it could be the most cringeworthy thing ever it's a fine line to walk with the voice prompts and there's a few that I've found like from the guys that are like truly funny and they, they are out there, but they're always so unique. It's like an impersonation or like a story or a joke or something like that, that I'm like, I can't just replicate that. So that's why the song thing feels like the easiest. I'm just like, Hey, listen to this music while you're here. Thanks for stopping in. Bye. Um, I wouldn't say it like that. Um, Maybe I would. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, it's, it's just a lot of pressure, but I, I will say that I listen to every single one. Like, I don't care if I have zero attraction to you and know for a fact that I'm not going to match with you. I want to hear your voice prompt. <laughs> I find them interesting, but when they're bad, they're bad. 
there's so many out there that are like how to pronounce my name. And then it's a guy and he's like, David. I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, we're not going like, to about that, but they think probably it's thought it was funny, but I'm like, but it wasn't. And that's my fear is like, something's not, <laughs> not going to land the way I'm thinking it's landing. Mm-hmm. And all my funny stories just have to do with me, like sharding my pants or doing something that's probably not, um, dating as appropriate. So <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm putting the voice prompts on hold because I have not figured out. Once I I want to come up method. with a good one because I do think it it adds some richness to the personality I or to the profile, but I haven't thought of the best one yet. Um, also, people do like movie quotes or like show quotes. So if I could think of one that was like good enough, if I could, I you know, like everything else in my life, if I could incorporate Taylor Swift in a way that felt good. That would be great. I don't know how many of the men are going to get it. The boys that get it, get it. The boys that don't, don't. Um, (laughs) So I haven't figured it out, but uh, the voice prompts are very interesting. There's also a lot of people adding videos to their profile now, and it can be done well. I just don't have a video that's good for that. I got to work on my brand. I'm like, I have a video of me riding a bull, but it's from like, you know, like six years ago. So I don't know whether or not that's appropriate anymore because it was so long ago, but. I know. I feel like I don't have a ton of like up-to-date photos that are out in the world post, like with the pandemic, I feel like it slowed a lot of photos. And then I'm like, here's some pictures of me for my Etsy shop or, you know, like they're just not dating app (laughs) photos. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, uh, I have zero photos of me in the past couple years with people or doing things that I'm like, we got to get back out there in the world. Um, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta update the brand. I can't be using the same content, but I've had a couple of, um, interesting responses lately. Yeah. One this is random, but one, somebody, and this has happened twice, but I think it was the same guy twice. Um, just like several weeks in between has asked me if I have a twin sister, like he was like, Hey, do you have a twin sister? And of course I didn't match with him and I didn't answer him, but then came back again and was like, Hey, do you happen to have a twin sister by any chance at all? And I'm like, no. Is there somebody that looks like me apparently running around? Um, and then another one is um, a picture that you took of me for your Etsy shop in the red Taylor beanie, the red Taylor yeah. version beanie. Yep. So I recently put that picture on there because it is a recent photo of me. And also because I didn't really have any pictures of me in my glasses. And I'm like, I need to, I need to put that on there because. And it's a plug for the shop. You're like. And it is. (laughs) And also, just like you said, the boys who get it will get it. And the boys who don't will, you know, are irrelevant. But this man, Mason, I don't know anything about him, but he said on that photo, he said, that's a red flag, literally and figuratively on my photo. Show me a photo of him. 
Um, I don't have it anymore. I only screenshot like him saying that. So the picture of him is not on here. So I don't know what he looks like. But Nathan, that was rude. If you're listening, and I know you are. Um, I know that you are. We know that you are. And I know that you are. Um, that was rude. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that's the whole thing. Like, I'm not trying to go too aggressive with the Taylor content and the profile. But, like, if you're going to have – if you're going to be reactive like that, if you're going to try to tussle, this isn't going to work. <laughs> because this is a lifestyle, buddy. Like, it would be – because I think of it in the opposite perspective. If someone on their, if a guy on their profile was like, if you're not down with the Buffalo Bills, then you can go F yourself. Then I'd be like, whoa, this is a lot. And, you know, I don't know that I'm ready to watch the Buffalo Bills every day and like live this lifestyle full out. But if you were like, I'm a huge Bills fan and like love spending a Sunday, what I'd be like, that, I can appreciate that. And I yeah, also like friend. I did not provoke anything with just a picture <laughs> exactly. of me, a picture of me sitting on a bench in the park with a red beanie on. I'm like, right. What prompted you to be like, that's a red flag? Like, yeah. Oh. So that's why I'm like, I, you just got to subtly drop the Taylor stuff. I'm like, this is going to be a part of our lives. Okay. I don't need you to like scream it at the top of your lungs all day, every day for the next how many years, but I just need you to be okay with this. Is a belief system of mine. <laughs> get, get on board. <laughs> Accept me for who I am. Right. I'm like, I'm not trying to indoctrinate anyone out there, but you just, you got to accept what already is. Right. Right. It's wild. It's the wild, wild west out there. It's just really, an, it's, it's hard to find a man that will accept Taylor and even more so we'll go so far as to appreciate her. And I told you about this this past week. There was a particular person um, who I did go on a date with at one point in time, actually before I lived in Austin, who currently lives in Austin and he keeps coming up, but this man's ghosted me and it's going to be a cold day in hell before I go walking back that direction, (laughs) which it wasn't serious. I mean, we went on one date. Um, but you know, there was just, it just fell off. But every time he comes up, it shows that his top artist on Spotify is Taylor Swift. And that cuts me like a knife. It really does. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> how dare you? I'm like, you bitch. How <sighs> dare you be compatible with me and ghost me? Exactly. It's just, <sighs> what could have been? I'm like, <laughs> Just trying to get simple acceptance that I'm allowed to, to listen to Taylor Swift is hard enough, much less she's your top artist. Oh, and then I went on this whole psycho journey this weekend um, to to look him up because he also added to his profile that he's making TikToks now. And I was like, I got to see this, but I forgot his last name. And so then I had to like search his LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, search the LinkedIn, find the last name, get to TikTok, find the account, watch the videos. Half the videos are about Taylor Swift. And I'm like, stabbed to the heart. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's death it's by a thousand cuts. Death by a thousand cuts. Honestly, it's not him. It's not that he's so irreplaceable. 
everything else about him is not irreplaceable. It's just the Taylor Swift quality that really gets to me. And I don't think I knew that before. Like, I don't think that was on his profile. It didn't come up on the date, which is actually quite shocking because Taylor comes up on probably almost every first date I go on. Is that my red flag? I don't know. I don't care. (laughs) Um, It just does. Okay. Because people ask like, what type of music do you listen to? Or like, what's your favorite show that you've been to? Or they'll ask about like, what are some of your side hobbies or your five jobs that you have? And I'm like, well, I have an Etsy shop. And I'm like, for what? And I'm like, for Taylor Swift stuff, (laughs) Taylor Swift crafts, (laughs) and you know, Taylor goods. They're cute. You want you want one? I'll send you. I'll send you a tea. Um, so I I've mentioned this to you too lately. One of my biggest red flags that I look for on um, Bumble profiles is when you look at the top artist. If there's no female artist left, yeah, we did talk about this. I'm pretty sure we talked about this. Like, what is wrong with you? It just says so much. It really does. Because I will say I am someone that primarily engages with a lot of very female, feminine-centric content. The Bachelor, reality TV, pop culture, you know, Taylor Swift, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, if you look at my Spotify, like, top 10 artists, there is a mix of male and female all throughout that. And just in my listening, you know, history overall and viewing and all of that. And so if a man does not have a single female artist, red flag. It's really sad to see. I have to say, um, at the Taylor Swift dance party that my mom and I went to, I was standing in line to buy my mom and I these like giant extra large white claws for like $30 and they were very overpriced but I was like standing in line and I was like okay and this man walks from out of the this hallway I think that led to the bathroom and he like was trying to get between the bar and like the other side of the bar so it was all these people lined up and I noticed that he's like how am I going to maneuver all these people and I just like looked at him and we, we made eye contact and I was like, and he's like, oh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And I was like, that felt like a moment. It felt like a moment, but also at an event such as a Taylor Swift dance party, I'm like, I don't know what community you're a part of, you know, like, I don't know if that know. Meant for me and not for you. And then it was like, probably the most disappointing part of the night was then seeing that man with his, I would assume his girlfriend and also another couple. So it was like two couples together. And then at one point, the four of them were all standing next to me and my mom. And I was just had to witness the four of them having the greatest time of their lives and just like being goofy. And I was like, this I was not, I, I was not ready to see this. Like I didn't need to know that this exists in the wild, you know, like I can dream about it, but it was just like, man, of if there are two single straight men out there that are preferably over six foot tall, slightly athletic, cool, funny, <laughs> and your number one 
artist is Taylor Swift, hit us up. We would love to go to a Taylor Swift event together as a quad. Um, I'm like, they're living the dream, honestly. I should have gone up and been like, where'd you find them, ladies? Because if we just get one, then the other one's tacking on. Like, if you get a Taylor Swift loving boyfriend, or I do, like, it's a package deal. <laughs> so then we become a trio. Exactly. You can't so. just be like, well, we're going to the Taylor Swift concert now, so. <laughs> you can't. I would be so offended. I'd be like, no, I will third wheel it forever. That's not fair. Like, I will stab him in the neck. <laughs> I will it'll be on site. I'm like, no, I was here first. Yeah. But it's just, it's a brutal world out there. We'll see. Um, I'm waiting on my G name to enter the picture. Hmm. Hasn't, hasn't yet. Haven't seen a G name come my way. She said at a gem, there were no G names. Maybe maybe that girl's boyfriend that I thought was cute. Maybe his name starts with a G, and he was like that girl over there. <laughs> That's it. Well, well you're just gonna have to call. keep going to that gym or to <sighs> a gym until it happens. Beat up <laughs> until I don't look like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, um, let's get into a couple small little. Um, pop culture tidbits and then we're going to talk about two big shows that we've been watching lately so i think we have to address the megan fox mgk engagement that happened this week yeah if you didn't know about it i'm sorry but it it i kept seeing it everywhere on like every platform and yeah, i mean as soon as it as soon as it happened and let me just read the Instagram post that we got from Megan that announced this engagement. Are you going to read the whole thing? It's not that long. Okay. In July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I've ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes. And then we drank each other's blood. One eleven twenty-two. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but I don't really want to give it the time to unpack it all like honestly but You're just i mean i mean we really the point that really gets it is the the drinking each other's blood did you literally because i'm worried and i wouldn't put it past them i don't i wouldn't put it past them but also i i don't live for this like the karma and the pain and the awful i'm like that sounds toxic that sounds tumultuous. It doesn't sound beautiful and lovely. It's also weird because we've heard them use this dramatic language before, but they don't, they actually seem very in love and all over the, each other anytime we see them anywhere. Like, I feel like we haven't seen, physically seen 
any of this drama or hell that they've been through. Not saying they haven't. Um, so maybe that's just happening behind the closed doors. It's just, it's unique. It's I mean, unique. it's very abnormal, but I mean, good for them because they seem like a match made in heaven or hell. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I mean, the, the caption that she posted and on October 11th, they have a thing with 11 probably. Um, that's when she said solar flare of a romance solar flare of a romance featuring feverish obsession guns addiction shamans loss of blood general mayhem (laughs) therapy tantric night terrors binding rituals chakra sound baths i'm like take that out right now i do not want to be associated with anything (laughs) which the people didn't get to hear that story (laughs) the people would have never known but one thing that you guys as listeners did miss out on last week is that I did go to a sound bath here in Austin which is maybe the most hippie thing I've done so far but it was actually really relaxing this lady basically just played some rainwater sounds while I took a little nappy on the ground and it was great um so please don't associate me with doing anything too crazy like Megan Fox level but um yeah chakra sound baths psychedelic hallucinations organic smoothies which has to be the most wholesome thing on the <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> she's like guns addiction lots of blood and then at the very end <laughs> this is just organic smoothies just banana strawberries a little bit of milk in there I don't um, and then <laughs> the last line and the kind of sex that would make Lucifer clutch his rosary. Why'd you have to take it there? It is, I don't understand. I don't understand. And like, they're all about like being twin flames and, oh my God, when, I don't remember what a word show it was, but whenever she said, when she called him daddy, I was like, no, no, too far. I mean, it, 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 it is clearly just who they are as people. You can't deny that they look great. At least she looks great. He's personally not my type, but I mean, she's obviously stunning. Nobody can deny. But this type of relationship... Okay, I think I found my voice hinge prompt. <laughs> are you going to read that? That's going to be your voice hinge prompt? And it's like, it's like what I'm looking for. And I'm like feverish obsession guns addiction shots lots of blood general organic smoothies and the kind of sex that would make lucifer clutch his rosary it would be so good if the guys would get it but they're just lame and like two guys would get it a lot of men follow megan fox i bet a lot of men do yeah it's it's just the big it's how much of a risk I would be running of people truly thinking that I yeah, that you came up with that list, and then the fact that that could be somewhere on the internet and people not know that I mean if it made it to the internet someone in the comments would be like yeah she's just doing a joke it's but you would you would have to somewhere else disclose like if you know where my prompt is from like you get brownie points or something because you can't or just say that and then do a pause and be like. The boys who get it, get it. And the boys who don't, don't. 
Yeah, because you can't just slap it on there and just like hope that everyone knows that it's a reference. Right. Because even, even me as a pop culture person and having followed along this relationship, I don't know if like, if I heard this on a guy's profile, I would probably just be like thinking about how crazy he is and not like recognize it in the moment that it's from (laughs) this. And then I would think he's a psychopath and swipe left. Maybe it would get more likes though. Maybe (laughs) he would yeah. Oh Guns, of blood and organic smoothies. Sign me up. Oh gosh, it's kind of genius, but also a little scary. So it, I just maybe you should just test it out for like a week and see what kind of responses you get. Just just a week <laughs> or like three days. I just I'm a little afraid of who that's gonna attract in. It's gonna give me some machine gun Kelly types coming my way. You're like hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if that's the vibe. <laughs> it's just scary that when you do have a dating profile, like whatever whoever sees out there, like they can screenshot, they can screen record, and they could have on their phone forever. And they may or may not know it's a joke. They may or may not get the context. And you're just like, it puts the pressure on of like, how do you want to be represented? Because sometimes I see other people's profile and I'm like, you really put that out there. You just said that. Okay. You fully um, sent that into the world. And like your cousin could see that already. Like there are other people on the dating app. Like it, it's a public world. Like it's basically Facebook at this point. It's not like it's a private little community on the dating apps. Like you need to behave yourself. But anyways. <laughs> behave yourself. Oh I mean, that, that, that is a good voice. So if you're out there and maybe you're a little bit more risque than me and you're willing to go for it, do the Megan. If you do do the Megan Fox voice prompt, <laughs> please send it to us because we would love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, um, more pop we, culture, just like happenings. Can we move on from them? Yes. 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 Um, is the random Kanye West drama that we had just over the weekend. <laughs> Honestly, so, it just makes me laugh. Like, it's so silly. He's so, he's so Kanye. Basically, um, if you don't know, uh, just a short little recap of what happened is Kanye went on the internet and started ranting about not being able to go to his daughter's birthday. Yeah, so here we go. Wishing my daughter a public happy birthday. I wasn't allowed to know where her party was. There's nothing legal. They're saying that these are the kind of games that's being played. And the lights are kind of thing that really has affected my health for the longest. Uh, and I'm just not playing. I'm not letting, I'm taking control of my narrative this year. I'm being the father, the best father, the gay version of a father. And I'm, I'm not going to let this happen and we're gonna be in real time Chicago happy birthday I love you and I'm just putting this online because I need y'all support I didn't call Kim text the nannies I got on the phone with Tristan he he said he asked Chloe won't nobody give me the address to my daughter's birthday party right now that's gonna imprint in her mind that I wasn't there for her you know what I'm saying but I ain't 
this uh, this I was supposed to be in Miami recording my album. I'm my whole schedule is. He goes on. Um, <laughs> I will say for for two seconds, I did feel bad for him in the sense of like. I get that he wants to be a good dad and he wants to like be there for his kids. Like right. I, I get that because again, a lot of people out there like don't have that kind right. of presence with their dad or relationship. And so like, I get that he is trying to do, do good. But right. on the other hand, he didn't have to throw in the, I even called Tristan and like, I'm why? recording my album right now. Like, okay. Why did you have to bring that up? Number one, what? <laughs> I mean, Why did you like? There, there's directions going on in the background of his video. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, turn your directions off. Clearly, you're going somewhere because there's directions on. First of all, we have to preface all of this with he made it to the birthday party. There's literally clips. He of made it. He's he was I, there. It feels like he didn't have the directions for like ten minutes, and then like got a little cranky and like went on an Instagram tangent to the world was like, I'm controlling the narrative. And yes, it's like, I'm sure it would be bad if he was being like kept from his children, but I highly doubt that that's the case. And like, it's a normal thing that if like parents are separated, that both parents might not be at the birthday party. And I'm sure if Kanye wanted to throw his own birthday party for Chicago or do his own little celebration with him and her, Kim would not like ban that from happening. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know the inner workings of their life, but I, I just know Kanye's behaviors and how dramatic he can be, obviously. And I'm like, yeah, so there's that. And number two, why... <laughs> Why, when you didn't have the address, was your thought, let me call Tristan. He's in the know. <laughs> He's going to know exactly what to do in this situation. He's a trustworthy source of information. You called Tristan? I mean, the only thought can be that he's blocked from everyone else and no one else is going to answer Yay's call. And so they're just like, he's like, Tristan's got my back. And I'm like, that says a lot right there um, that you two are, you know, the, the buddies of the group. Have you heard the diss track? I I did. I sent it to you, I think, on TikTok today because um, I didn't know if you had heard it. And I didn't – is it like – so is it out on Spotify or is this just like been leaked? Uh, I don't remember, but I did see it on TikTok. Yeah. Basically, he's just calling out Pete Davidson in a song, and it's like – it's so weird. He's like basically calling out Kim for dating Pete Davidson, but yet he has a girlfriend. It doesn't make sense. And I went down a rabbit hole about her recently. The girl that Kanye is currently yeah. been seen with in the photos and the magazines and all that. And she seems like an interesting character. And I'm just like, honestly, why can't we just get over it? Like, let's just get over it. Like, people break up, and they move on, and... No more Kanye, please. Ugh, my goodness. I really, I truly feel tragically sorry for... It, just anyone that needs or has interacted with Kanye ever. Um, there was a time where I actually, like, 
did kind of like Kanye for a little bit. And like, I was almost getting on that train of like, he's a genius. Like I was almost there. Step on. I, I was almost there, but then he started really wild now on like, you know, daytime television. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel anymore. Like it just was a little too much for me. It's, it's always a mixed bag for me. Not in that I've ever had a feeling of, oh, I'm a Kanye fan or that I like deeply love him or have sympathy for him on like a personal friendship kind of level. But I do truly think that there are things mentally not right with Kanye. And that's why it's sad because it's like, I don't think that anyone, maybe it's just because of the power that he has, maybe people do try to interfere and be like, you need to stop with some of these things and then because he just has all this money and power he's able to just not stop and just block those people out that's definitely a possibility but you're like is anyone in his court telling him like there have to there has to be but yeah i mean definitely i'm pretty sure like that's probably Beyonce were probably like we need to cut you off like but yeah. also, I hate to be, like, selfish in this moment of talking about Kanye, but he's just one of those people that gives Gemini's a bad name. Like, he's a Gemini, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is why, <laughs> this is why we can't talk Zodiacs around people, because the second you say, like, I'm a Gemini, and then somebody happens to know that, like, Kanye West is a Gemini. Yeah. It, you know, it's just not really painting a good picture for us. It's like we already have this two-faced, like, mentality that people, like, think that we have, or reputation, rather, and then, like, someone like Kanye acts the way he does, and we just get generalized, and I'm like, I'm not trying to adopt any of his energies. Yeah, well, the moment that really did it for me, aside from when he really obviously did it for me was the whole Taylor Swift situation. Um, but even more so was, I'm sure you've seen the clip on TikTok because I would never listen to um, Joe Rogan's podcast, but when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and I've seen the clip on TikTok where he starts going on about mechanical bees and how he's going to buy the whole earth and buy mechanical bees. And like, that's going to fix the world he's like how much does the earth cost and he's like no seriously how much does the earth cost i'm gonna get mechanical bees are the future like he has to be on drugs i don't even know you know that's between him god and his therapist but (laughs) um do you have any other uh, pop culture items before we get to our shows um, only that I saw that Harry Styles is going to headline at Coachella and yeah, a lot of people are really upset about it because they want to gatekeep Harry Styles and they're like, he can't perform there. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, on the, on the one end, I feel like, ugh, I feel like a lot of Harry Styles fans at this point are a little unhinged, <laughs> a little yeah maybe a a lot lot, a lot and I get it but also I like I get the fandom I get the craze like I get the appeal 
I don't get why he's not allowed to like be successful and be widely known and loved because he's good at what he does and he should perform at Coachella and like what better place for him to perform than Coachella like to me, I've never been to Coachella but he's like not a secret yeah he's not <laughs> like he's, a he's, <laughs> yeah, he's not indie or like anything like that like he's very much very popular um like it's not like it, it's it doesn't even feel like gatekeeping because even if he gains some popularity from this it's not like again he's an underground artist and now he's gonna have all these fans like you were already one in a million fans like and you'll continue to be well it's just the thing that a lot of people on tiktok are saying about it that are upset by the whole notion are that um are they're saying that the crowd is just not the same as like his stadium tours which yeah, like, obviously like it. the setting is totally different but Again, the super fans are like he is going to feel so underappreciated up there because it makes no sense. He likes to perform and get the crowd involved, and the Coachella crowd is just like in their own world and like it's not going to be paying attention to him. And I'm like, what? Number one, how do you know? I don't understand. So that's like hasn't happened yet. It, I saw those videos on TikTok and I was just like, why are y'all pressed? <laughs> like, I just don't get it. Like, I'm a general Harry Styles fan. I wouldn't call myself like a super fan by any means, but you know, I went to the concert. I like his music. I don't feel any type of way. I would say I'm a Taylor Swift super fan. And if they announced tomorrow that Taylor was performing at Coachella, I wouldn't know way. Maybe people would consider that different because she's been famous longer and she's probably played bigger shows solo than he has but she's never done a Coachella type situation but I wouldn't be like but they're not gonna appreciate it and they're not gonna really get it because like the Taylor fans who get it just like I'm like well if you want him to feel supported and loved by his true fans then go I I just I don't understand it's weird I don't don't either I've never seen a fan base like react like this over to the fact over the fact that like their artists got put on something big like this it's like this is strange behavior again it goes back to like the fans being a little unhinged because yes we all have this certain fandom to some of these artists and of course it's like haha love harry um would you know love to date harry styles if he was (laughs) up for it but the way that so many of his fans also um, behave or talk about the whole Olivia Wilde situation is truly also unhinged. And the thing is, it's like, we're not 13 anymore. And it's one thing to do it as a joke, but some of these girls on the internet, some of these fans, it's girls and guys, uh, these people on the internet that are like almost 30, you're like, this is unhealthy babes. Like (laughs) we got to work through this. If you have true anger towards Olivia Wilde, we got to go to therapy. Which in defense of some of the people, I will say Olivia Wilde has also done some unhinged things in her past. So I'm not saying that she should not be held accountable for some of her past actions, but 
I would never get on the internet and be like talking about her. No, no, because they don't know me and I don't know them. And in anything that we ever do, like we talk on this podcast, we chirp, we chirp back and forth, but it's always satirical. It's always humor. And some of these people are truly pressed and it's like, I don't know how to break this to you all. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. And people need to just calm down. You need to calm down. And just be and just be happy. <laughs> um okay. treat, people with kind, treat people with kindness of you. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick little break and then we will do we're gonna talk about two shows. All right, so there's two shows that have us in a chokehold and really one um so we both watched these shows this weekend and that is number one cheer season two hit netflix this weekend um and we both watched <laughs> the entire season already and the second one is joe millionaire so we'll get to that in a hot minute um and I'm curious to hear what your opinions on cheer were. I will say just overall broad impression for me was it wasn't that great. And I, I watched, you're like, but you watched 10 episodes in two days. So explain that. But I was doing a lot of stuff in the background and just kind of had it playing. And there's certainly aspects of it I enjoy. And I'm not saying I hate it. Again, I watched the whole thing. But I think it just felt really drawn out for me. Like, I didn't feel like it needed to be as long as it was. Like, each episode was just really long. And the fact that it was 10 episodes. And I know that they did cover two seasons. And I think a big piece of it for me is also having been in, like, the dance cheer world. That, like, so many of the episodes I felt were, like, here's another montage of practice clips. And, like, us just, like, doing, like side interviews where they'd be like yeah and this is the point of the season where we really just have to like push through and we're doing a full apps night and like we need a bond as a team and it's like I've lived that narrative so it's like not as interesting to me and it's just like yeah that's just standard so I would have preferred just to like kind of see the high points of like the storyline of like when people came when people left the competitions etc so I think I got a little bored and that was part of it um, and I think, again, maybe I was just in a negative Nancy mood when I watched it. Like, this it week. sounds like it, but can't carry on. I was just like, that's really, again, I'm being satirical here and I can make fun of it because I was in this world and I'm not truly making fun of it. Some parts of it, I was like, this is really embarrassing for you all that you all care this much about this. Like, and I think it's just because I'm like removed from the dance world for a while. And this was my world at one point in time. And I get it. And I get the emotions that come along with it. But some of the times when like people would just be like bawling over some of these things and like the screaming and like, I don't know if you noticed, but we kind of had this inside, not inside joke, but we were joking around a couple of weeks when you were here about the hashtag built different. And at one yeah. point... They were doing, 
They were like, yeah, we're representing the Valley. Hashtag built different. We're about to show them up in here and we are going to eat it on the floor. And like, there is this certain hype before you, like we know it, but like the team that we were on was not on that level. Like we were just like, yeah, go team go. Yeah, let's kill it. Like we, we did our cheers. We hyped each other up, but it was just never in the way that some of these teams, how hard they're going. And I was just like, oh, this is, wow. Okay. Y'all are really, y'all are really taking this serious. Um, <laughs> but I did find some of the storylines funny and I, I don't, I'm interested to see who you cheered for in the end. I'm kind of happy that the underdog won. I don't like, again, hate either team Navarro cheer, but I thought it was kind of cool to see the underdogs like come back, so to speak. And, um, I liked seeing like the guys stories on their team. I thought that was interesting. So it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions for me, but I had to watch it. I had to get in on the drama. So I don't know what your impressions were of season two. Yeah, I I think it came out like midweek last week. So I watched it over like the course of three or four days. Yeah. Um I, I wanna say it came out on like Wednesday maybe. So I feel like I started it like on Wednesday night. And then I watched some on Thursday and then I watched some on Friday. So it's like, I did kind of watch it in segments, not like all at once. I do feel like if you were to watch it, like truly binge it, then yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see you like maybe getting a little bored with it, but I, yeah. I don't know if that's what changed my experience, but I loved it. I kept wanting to watch more. I know that they went in depth about a lot of things that had nothing to do with like the competition and had a lot to do with other things like the Jerry Jerry episode. I have to say really got me like it really, I was like, and that's enough for tonight. I was like, and I can't watch anymore. It was just a lot. It was a lot. And so I'm like, but I appreciate that they went that in depth about it. Yeah, because it wasn't clear at the beginning. Like, they let it kind of follow the natural timeline of the actual progression. But, like, the first couple episodes, I was like, so is he just, like, going to be in the show? And Because they do briefly mention at the very start, like, first episode. And then he's just, like, in the show. And they keep showing him. And I'm like, are we just going to, like, kind of brush over that? So it was nice that they gave it a whole episode. And I don't want to say, like, I appreciated that. Like, I loved it because, obviously, it's tragic. But I, I appreciated those moments throughout the show where it was like, this was a key event that kind of moved the story along. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a lot of filler footage. Well, I like that they didn't just like brush it yeah. under, the, under the rug or they didn't just like slap a text on the screen and said, you know, this happened and that is why he's no longer on the team. Like they right. could have easily done that, but they actually, you know, had a lot of perspectives going on in that episode that I was glad that they touched on. Yeah. But and they showed not just like the cheer side or like the Navarro cheer team, like the actual victims, then right. their stories and all of that, which was nice. Right. So it was an eye opening episode, but even just like them 
spending time on talking about how the pandemic and COVID has affected sports teams and like all of that. Like, yes, I can understand to like somebody, like some people that might be like really boring, but I did really appreciate that they put it in Mm -hmm. there because again, like this is what a lot of college athletes like truly live for and only have to look forward to. And it's like when that is ripped away from you, especially so close to the the end or the finish line it's just like really depressing or can be so again like I it did kind of like drag on and on because we were getting like two years worth of like information um before we got to like a competition it was like practice practice sexual assault practice practice like it was was intense there at the beginning it was hard to get through the first like four or five episodes and then once you get past that and you're in like present like 2021 season it kind of like got a little bit more exciting because like you said I really liked getting to know the new team um the Trinity Valley and I like immediately loved that team like whenever they were showing people and the highlights and the um what do they call the group of boys the like weenies or something like yeah, the <laughs> love the weenies um and like just I I do think that they were a little bit more um what's the word I want to use aggressive and intense with their approach yeah that, like they're the ones that when they would like do their little cheers and their smack talk, especially the main girl. She's great. She's beautiful. I'm not bringing her down as a human, but just when she would do her talks, I was like, sis, it's not that serious. Well, and they would just literally be like, and F all the other teams. And I'm like, I don't love that energy. Like we've never been a part of teams that were like that. Like our team was just like, let's go out there, girls. Let's give it our best. We're going to kill it. Let's go. And like, that was our And also, like, and good luck to all the other teams, too. Like, we were really trying to get that spirit stick. We were really trying to be like, oh, my gosh, kill it. You guys are going to do so great to everybody else that we passed through. So, like, those are screaming F you before they go on. Yeah, I'm like, that F you energy, I just, like, I don't have that in my bones. So, I don't live for that. But I did like their team as a whole. And I really liked the story that, like, only two of like the 20 people on their team had ever even been to that nationals and like 18 yes. were rookies. So again, I, I was really rooting for them and I was glad that spoiler they alert, they win. They came out on top. So, yeah. And I just, I knew that I knew that's what was going to happen. I'm sure like that was obviously what actually happened at NDA, the competition. Um, but I was like, for the storyline, you know, you know, that's what has to happen in season two. You know what I did think was going to happen, but didn't. And, you know, this is more so for a storyline, if it was scripted and it's not, at least it's not fully scripted, is that uh, Ladarius, if he would have gone and coached for the other team, that would have been a real plot twister. Yeah, they tried to make it seem controversial with the change in the um, choreographers, like the choreographer for Navarro going over to the other team. But, like, didn't it didn't that. last. It didn't last. The hype really kind of, like, didn't linger around, so it wasn't that interesting. And it sounds like they even changed their routine anyway. But yeah. um, 
the Ladaria situation got really intense and I didn't know how to feel about that and him and Monica's relationship really just like crumbled and he just like went to the internet and dragged her I was like what is going on that didn't really that didn't feel great I I do at least from the outside I don't know the inside it that did that seemed more on him than it did on her and but at the same time I do have sympathy for him because it it's clear from the show that he had a very rough upbringing and he's not had he's not grown up in a supportive environment that I think has instilled some of these complications in his relationships and the way that he communicates with people so I'm glad they kind of reconcile at the end of the show but yeah it, it was good it was entertaining I was glad to watch it of course I always appreciate the dance in cheer world um and that was me at one point in time but again I just watched a lot of it and it's just the outsider perspective because believe me I had my days of crying over dance but I think when you're far removed from it you're like yes it is great it's a great period of your life it can mean so much but then once you've like become an adult and you've done other things you're like babe like you're like, I promise you, like, this isn't the end of your life because you came in second place or because you didn't make the mat. Like, it's like just... Like, fell and you're like, I am going to kill myself, but not really, <laughs> not really. But, like, you have yeah. these thoughts of, like, my life is it's over. Incredible. Yeah, and, and I feel like I can think it's funny and I can have this perspective because it's been me. Like, it would be different if I was just like, oh, they're being dramatic, but I'm like they're being dramatic because I was dramatic back in the day. And so it's funny watching it now. And you're like, stop crying. It's literally an answer. I know. Well, and we've literally been there. Like we actually were on the national stage and we've had mess ups. Like we've had people literally fall on their butt and get back up and either do bad or win. Like we've had both situations happen and you just have to like, again, looking back, you're like, you can't do this, but we know what it's like to be in that moment. But yeah, kind of watching it, it, there are parts that you can just be like, girl, sorry that you yeah. got taken out of the pyramid. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, right. And there are so many, there's so many parts of the dance world and the cheer world that are literally toxic, just straight up toxic. And a lot of it is surrounding competition and nationals and team dynamics and coach dynamics and all of that. And honestly, it gave me a little bit of flashbacks watching it. And I was like, again, I, I hold a place in my heart for all of that. I love all my teammates I've had over the years. But some of those moments I was like, don't take me back to that, please. No, Lord, I'm good. <laughs> I am good right here in my boots right here and where you I have planted me. I was Do not take me back to the beach. I was having the opposite reaction. Like, again, there are parts that I'm like, I never want to experience that ever again. But then there are parts that I'm like, I actually really miss that. Like, no. So (laughs) I know that you don't feel the same way, but I was having opposite. I was like, what? I said, we did not have the same experience at the beach. So (laughs) mine's like, don't take me back there, please. yeah not necessarily like just that place is so magical but because I think a lot of people act like it is and I'm like it's it's cool but it's a stage it's actually not even that 
updated and nice. It's literally been there. Daytona Beach, Florida. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's not the place. It's really just the vibes overall. Um, But, yeah. I actually watching it went and, like, watched some dance videos just because I was, like, feeling like it. Oh, God. And also, like... (laughs) some dance nationals are happening right now. And I was like, I need to know who's winning, like who's, who's on top right now. So yeah. I've been fulfilling, fulfilling those, um, voids with, uh, watching videos. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, mm, we're done. We're good. We're going to close this chapter and we're going to move over to Joe Millionaire. <laughs> That's where I'm moving on to my greener pastures. And I, did not intend on watching this show, but I've, I've heard some chatter about it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try because people are saying it's really good. And so I sat down to watch the first episode last night and loved it. And so I watched the second episode today. So there's only two episodes out right now and I've caught up on both of them. And I just have to say, I feel like it's everything, and this might be like an overdramatic review or too positive, but to me, it's everything that I've been like missing or needing out of The Bachelor for the past two years. Maybe it's just a fresh take, but I feel like we're not alone in this opinion. Many people have said it, like The Bachelor world and the format is getting stale. It's getting stale. I feel like the casting has not been, I mean, Michelle was great and she did have a good um, run of contestants, but the past couple years as a whole, we, we haven't had a, we haven't had a Jojo season. We haven't had a Hannah Brown season. We haven't like hit hard like that in a while. And I, it's getting a little stale and Joe millionaire. I'm not saying I love every single person on the cast, but it's giving me the entertainment that I need. And I was like, I like this. I like this a lot. So I messaged you and I was like, Hey, I'm not giving you a directive that you have to watch this, but I'm just saying, I think it's pretty good. I think you should give it a shot. And I did. And I did because I was like, I, I I can hop on board for two episodes so far. Like, sure. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I watched it. I don't know that I'm as enthusiastic as you are. Like I'm not like, oh my God, it's changed my life. I no. It's way ten times better than The Bachelor, but it's it's entertaining and no. I will say I do enjoy like the some of the more transparent moments this show has. That's, that's my favorite thing about it, is that the way that they shoot and edit it or show the show itself is what I love the most. And I think it's what we're missing on The Bachelor is like, you see so many more like candid moments that aren't just like interviews. You know what I mean? Like they're truly like, they're filming the girls as they walk from the kitchen into the living room for when the like Butler Chris Harrison person comes in and says something. And there's like little comments and things like that that happen that provides so much more context. And I think we don't have that on The Bachelor and that's what makes it seem kind of just like repetitive and stale season after season at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I also really- And also to hear like more of the, the leads perspective because we've got, even though on Joe Millionaire there's two leads rather than one like The Bachelor, 
we're getting yeah. to also see them in their natural habitat and hear more about what they have to say about yeah. about the girls. They're like, yeah. I'm kind of vibing on on this one, and this yeah. the other guy might be like, well, I'm not really sure about this one, or like, you get to hear really what they're saying, and it's like them just talking to each other rather than like in a sit down interview type of moment, which they right do. or on the date. Like we see both the girls and the guys, the bachelors, millionaires, whatever. We see both of them outside of like the dates, the group dates and one-on-one dates, whatever. Like we just see them in day-to-day life, which gives us so much more context. There's much more like raw moments. I feel like they're just more candid in general. Like, you know that they coach and they clip the bachelor and bachelorette to say the same things every season. Like, yeah, I could see some real possibilities, um, you know, opening up for us on this journey together. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. It's like, we've heard that and it's not that interesting. And (laughs) the guys on there are like, yeah, so I really liked this about her, but I didn't really like this. And that was kind of a red flag to me. So we'll see where, like, it's just, it's more candid and like honest and, but not in a like super trashy way. I don't know. It's just interesting. Of course, the premise of the show we haven't mentioned, if you haven't seen it, is that there's two bachelors. One is a millionaire and one is not a millionaire. And the ladies do not know uh, who is who until the end of the show, which is, I think, a cool concept. And I think it's funny that it feels like, at least right now, that majority of the girls think that Kurt, (laughs) it seems like, is the millionaire, but he is not the millionaire, but he just dresses and looks, I think, more like a millionaire. He carries himself a little bit more confidently and more swaggy than... Yeah. Yeah. Steven, yeah. Steven and Kurt. And they're both good-looking guys. I definitely would be more for Kurt than Steven, um, even, even knowing that he's not the millionaire, he is just the regular guy, but it's not like he's a bum. Like he has his own company and a job. Like he's not homeless. <laughs> like, I don't need you to have $10 million to date you. Um, and it's just an interesting dynamic. I'm curious. There's like two main girls that I really want to talk about. One, there's the whole Carolyn situation that Kurt has kind of like clinged onto her and I don't know if you've made it to episode two yet. Yeah, I've seen it. I watched it. Okay. It seems like there's at least other girls trying to say, and some comments from Caroline that she might be in it for the money. And I'm curious, just first impression, if you think that she's there for the money or she's truly there for love. Um, honestly, I can't tell, but she has made some comments that I think are very much like red flags like she made a comment like she pretty much is trying to manipulate Kurt and she's like yeah so I want you to explore your options because when you pick me I want you to be sure and he's like oh okay which I'm like that's just her being like overly confident and like I get it like she's playing that game yeah but then she also will say things like I just know in my heart that Kurt is the millionaire and that would just be so amazing for me and my son. Yeah. When and she said like, that, um, 
not like a, and I'm so in love with him and want to spend the rest of my life with him. It's like a, this would be great for me and my future and my son's future. Like, yeah, because she hasn't got to like, we're so early in that she hasn't gotten to know him yet. It would be different if we're like midway through the season and she's like, I just like see so many qualities in him that we get along so well. I can see him being a great dad to my son. Like I could see this being a great future for us. But it's episode one and she's like, I'm pretty sure he's the millionaire and that would be great for me and my son. I'm like, this is not a business opportunity. And also jokes on you because he doesn't have a million dollars. Yeah. So I, it was that comment that really was like, made me crack uh, my chin. I was just like, um. Yeah. Cause some of the other girls in the house have already kind of been like, she seems like a gold digger. She's on a one track like mind here. And at first I was like, are they just jealous? But then after she made that comment, I was like, maybe she said some things that we haven't seen. And like, I don't know. Um, but I think that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The like toxic part of me wants like him to actually pick her and then her find out he's not a millionaire and see what ensues. Um, <laughs> But I have a feeling it won't end up being her in the end. I have a feeling it's going to dissolve over time, especially because he seems very hesitant on the ex-husband kid thing. I think that she's going to bring on some drama later. Yeah. Because I think she's going to go back on her word of like, yes, I want you to explore your options. And then when he does explore his options, she's going to be like, what about me? Like, that's what I think. And I think he's going to be like, I don't want to deal with this. I think he's going to be like, this is too much. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, so there was the Caroline drama, and my favorite—I think it's Carolyn, but anyways. Carolyn. Yeah. Um, the most interesting drama is what is her name? The girl with the curly short hair. Rachel. I think the one that has a mouth. I think her name is Rachel. Okay, so this girl—I mean, again, oh, we see the, like we see type of drama on the bachelor and the bachelorette but not like this because we're seeing all the candid moments this girl first of all she seems like she has a crazy personality maybe it's tv editing you know i love her also 100 called out her nervous laugh like <laughs> exactly he yeah curtis very blunt he'll just be like yeah that girl was really dramatic and this girl but, like, he doesn't say it in a meme. He's just, like, very, like, this is what's happening, like, in front of me. Yeah. Um, He's, like, I mean, she, it's charming, but it's also, like, it's very noticeable that she has a nervous laugh. Like, you're, like, okay. <laughs> First of all, she steer, she steers, she steals another girl, not her dress, but she, there's a replica of it. And she's, like, well, I'm going to wear this one. And I don't care that you're already wearing it. Like, I'm still going to wear it, which is just, like, weird and, like, why did you have to do that? And the girl, the other girl, I will say she is giving off the most desperate energy on this show. I'm like, baby girl, you need some confidence because yes, it's kind of messed up that this girl was like, well, I don't care that you're already wearing this dress. I'm still going to wear it. Like, that's a little mean, but still I would just be like, all right, that's fine. If that's what you're going to do. And I'd be like, I'm just going to rock it better than you. And this girl was like, I'm, I will literally beg you on my knees not to wear it because like, please. And I'm like, you are, you're basically saying like, I think I'm going to look worse in this dress. So you really cannot wear it. And then she's talking about how she's going to look so pretty and she's not, and it's going to be so noticeable. And 
she gives off that energy all night. She ends up in the first episode being in jeopardy of going home. And then when she gets picked or saved to stay, she makes a big deal about it in front of the guy. She's just like, oh. and she's like, oh. yes. And I'm like, you're basically giving off again, the energy that like, I don't think I deserve to be here and praise Jesus for you to save me. And I'd be like, yeah, I should be saved. Like, it's just, it's not an attractive energy. And I'm like, we need to do some confidence work for her. She seems like a sweet, pure soul, but we got to work on that. But the, the girl with the curly hair, Rachel, she steals the girl's dress. She then is doing the nervous laugh. She's just being odd. She's being weird on the group date. She's a little socially awkward. And then she starts drinking too much. And the funniest part of the whole night to me is at one point, Kurt goes over to the table and is like, yeah, I have like an irrational fear of oranges from his childhood. And he's like, I don't like oranges. I don't like to be around them. Like whatever. I don't like and, the smell of them. Like, yeah. And this girl, uh, who's been hitting it off with him all night comes over and Rachel was like, Hey, you should go take Kurt an orange. And she's being dead serious. And this other, and she was like, no, I just heard what he said. Like, I'm not gonna, like, are you trying to set me up right now? And she like fully calls her out for it. And then she tries to like laugh it off and pretend like, ha like, no, I was just kidding. This isn't that serious. And everyone's like, Rachel, <laughs> like everyone's just like WTF dude. Like, what are you doing? It's just so awkward. And then, she- second, and then the second that Kurt gave attention to the other like, girl she was like I can't do this Rachel was yeah. like a basket case it's funny because it's right after she tried to sabotage her like it seems like seconds later Kurt comes over and there's like cake on this girl's finger and he licks it off in front of everyone and she she makes like she does her awkward laugh she makes a weird comment like right in front of him right next to him and then she was like I'm sorry and then she just flees the scene and goes and cries she says to them she's like oh well y'all just go be merry then like go (laughs) go be together i guess and then she storms off and we're like what's so much it's so much it's It's like this is date one it's like it's not that serious and yeah she's crying and then i feel like on the bachelor when someone goes off and cries like the bachelor doesn't see it and it's behind the scene no they literally show Kurt. He's just standing in this room. All the girls are awkwardly staring at each other. There's other little mini fights like breaking out between the girls. Rachel's like and- wiping her nose on the curtains. <laughs> and she's just sobbing. And he's just like standing there watching it all ensue. Like he is fully seeing her just like become unhinged. And then like they just have to like cancel the rest of the date. He has to like pack them up into the car. Rachel is still crying as she gets into the car and says goodbye to him. And I'm thinking this is her ticket home. Like what man is going to see this and be like, yeah, I want to date this girl because so far she's only done sabotaging behaviors and then cried (laughs) and been really nervous. And like, she's just been all over the place. And he goes back, tells Steven, the other guy about it, and they still choose to not eliminate her. And then she actually like 
makes some progress in episode two and is like making out with one of the guys. I won't reveal too much, but I'm like, how's Rachel making it out here? I just don't understand. It's, it's a wildly interesting show in my opinion. I will be tuning in for the rest of the season and I have some favorites, but I don't have everyone's names memorized yet, but like I have some girls that I like, but they, they're a lot of the ones that haven't got a ton of screen time yet. So they seem like the most normal and chill. I will say, um, it does seem like a pretty diverse group of women. Like, yeah, they seem pretty like uh, the only word I can say is like diverse, like, um, just like overall, like looks wise, we've got Mm -hmm. a lot of different looks, a lot of different, like, jobs we've got like high paying jobs we've got like successful people and then regular um, yeah just like regular jobs but also um like just like different body types too which i yeah which it's not 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 widely body type but compared to the bachelor and like love island yeah that's what i was gonna say not the most, but yeah. compared to The Bachelor and, like, Love Island, like you said, there's more, like, body representation in this show that I was like, okay, like, this girl is a little bit more, like, has a figure. Yeah. So, They're not all size two. Yes, which I can also appreciate because I am also not a size two, so. Yeah. I yeah it's a good show we'll be tuning in um and it comes on on thursday nights i believe on fox so bachelor take notes because i love the bat i I will always keep my loyalty but i just think that they could benefit from some of these like just switching up the editing style switching up some of the formats of the dates or you know what i mean like if we're gonna do season back to back to back straight no chaser we're gonna need to keep it fresh so on that note um we've given you all the tea we've given you all the updates we can this week i hope you enjoyed this state of the union with girls gone gab um and like we said we're gonna be trying out some different things over the next couple weeks so bear with us as we do And uh, we'll check back in with you guys next week. Bye.